Hi there, this is Harry. Welcome back to Advanced English Lessons with Harry, where I try to help you to get a better understanding of the English language, to help you with your conversational skills, your business English skills, interview skills, whatever your goals are, we're here to help. And for those of you and your friends or family who want one-to-one -one lessons, well, you know what to do. Just get in touch, www.englishlessonviaskype.com, and you can apply for a free trial lesson, and we'd be very happy to hear from you and very happy to help you. So what are we looking at this week? Well, in this particular lesson, we're looking at advanced adjectives, and in particular, advanced adjectives to describe places, different places, out and about. What can we describe? So I'll give you the adjectives, and then I'll give you an example of how we use them. Okay. So, vast, secluded, awe-inspiring, sprawling, ramshackle, quaint, overpopulated, bleak, hectic, and finally scenic. Okay, so 10 adjectives, 10 advanced adjectives, how we describe places. Okay, so I'm going to go through them one by one and hopefully give you a good example. So here we go. Vast. Well, when something is vast, it is really open and expansive. Yeah, so like the vast metropolis of London or the vast metropolis of Cairo, whatever that particular city happens to be, vast means it spreads for many, many, many kilometers. So vast is this whole word described something huge, bigger than huge, humongous, yeah, so, but it spreads in every direction, so the vast city. Oh, London is a vast city, you couldn't possibly see it in three days, you really need to come two or three times, so this is what you'd advise visitors, so come for the first visit and see something, and then in the next visit, something else, so eventually over a few visits, you get to see the vastness of the city, how far it spreads. And if you drive from the end of one city to the other side of the city, it can take you several hours. Lots of my students tell me how long it takes them to drive, for example, from the east side to the west side or the north to the south. It takes hours because the city is a vast, sprawling, spread, widespread metropolis. Okay, next, secluded. Well, when something is secluded, it's usually hidden, hidden away from the public, okay? So somebody who has a lot of money or is very publicity shy might want to live in a secluded residence. So their home could be surrounded by high walls, tall fences, tall trees, something that is not obvious from the road. So when you drive past, you might look at it and think, hmm, I wonder who lives there, but you will never see the person because they drive in and out, the gates open electronically, they close behind them, and you would not be able to scale or to climb the walls without causing some confusion, of course. So you're not able to see who lives there. So they live in a secluded residence. They're surrounded by wire fences, walls, trees, whatever it might take to maintain that seclusion, to maintain that secrecy. So when you see Hollywood stars living in seclusion. You see actors, actresses, football stars. They don't mind signing autographs for fans, but like everybody else, they like their peace and quiet. 
and they like the idea of being away from people so people will have to go to great lengths to to see them so they live in a secluded residence far away from the city secluded awe inspiring when we use the word awe inspiring we're usually referring to a view okay so if you stand on the top of a mountain on a high building or on a hill overlooking a city you it might look awe inspiring you know you see you look down on the city you see how large it is how modern it is the old architecture meeting new architecture how advanced the city is so you could say that it is awe inspiring or indeed if you're standing on top of the grand canyon i have never done it personally but if you did stand at the top of the grand canyon and you're looking down i'm sure that particular view is what you could describe as awe inspiring looking at the tall trees in the yosemite park they could be also awe inspiring so a place that you really find very very beautiful very very attractive so it doesn't have to be a really popular place doesn't have to be a place as popular as Grand Canyon. It could just be some, somewhere simply that you find awe-inspiring. On top of a mountain with the sun shining on the snow-covered slopes when you're going to go ski skiing, that could be certainly awe-inspiring. It was for me the first time that I saw it. So you can use it in many, many, many different ways. Okay, so number four sprawling. When a city sprawls, it spreads out in every direction. I live in the city of Dublin at the moment and we could call that a sprawling city because we don't allow for a very high development so very few buildings are over seven or eight stories high so as a result the city spreads out far and wide so it would be considered to be a sprawling city so almost one city connects with the other and when you're living in the suburbs you're not so far from uh, the city because they're all connected but you have to drive and you get stuck in traffic because the city sprawls and the connectivity is not so good so sprawling widespread something that goes for miles and miles in every direction north south east and west ramshackle when we describe a, a building as ramshackle we sometimes referring to a slum yeah a ramshackle building is something that is falling down that perhaps is not fit for humans to live in but people do live there because they've got no alternative the roof could be falling in there could be holes or damage to the walls the windows may be cracked and broken the floor boards may be damaged or just not covered so everything about the property is wrong everything about the property is unattractive so you could describe it as a ramshackle building so these could be slums where people are living without paying rent yeah they could be slums where people are living because they can't afford uh, unfortunately rents in better uh, qualified or better built apartments or homes so whatever it is we could describe it as ramshackle now we could just loosely describe some properties as ramshackle when we're trying to describe something as not so attractive or a ramshackle building made of wood that was built at the turn of the last century and has seen better days so that's a way an author might describe something that he comes across that he's not quite sure 
Is there anybody living in it? A tenement block of buildings that were built around the 1900s. You know, those that still exist, well, they could certainly be described as ramshackle if they haven't been upgraded, updated and refurbished in the last 30, 40, 50 years. So ramshackle. Quaint. Quaint is that word we use to describe that little picture postcard cottage or that little village in the countryside where everything is very twee. All the cottages are painted white. They've got roses growing around the doors. They've got very neat gardens, a few thatched roofs on the on the cut cottages and the bungalows. So this would be regarded as a quaint village. Something you might see if you drove or you were driving through the Cotswolds in the UK. It's something that you'd really like to look at, but could be quite expensive to purchase. But if you got a tin of biscuits or chocolates, it's a sort of picture that you see on the, on the tin of those biscuits or chocolates, a really quaint village, a quaint town, something that you might think was the turn of the century, but has been very, very carefully renovated, but really, really pretty and really uh, attractive, but perhaps not so practical to live in, depending on where it's located. So a quaint property, a quaint cottage, a quaint village. Overpopulated, well, when something is overpopulated, it just simply means there are too many people living there. So lots of cities around the world are very heavily or overpopulated. Cities like Cairo, a lot of cities in India where they have huge, huge population and there are lots of modern buildings now, but also lots of old shacks that poorer people live in. And these cities are bursting at the seams with people and we could certainly describe them as being overpopulated. So when a city gets a huge influx of uh, foreign people or emigrants or refugees or people coming from the, their own country into the city, then we can loosely describe the city as overpopulated, not enough properties for people to live in. No, we could actually say that about Dublin today, the city of Dublin, we don't have enough places for people to live. It just simply means that they are not building them fast enough. There's a lot of space, but we're not building the properties fast enough. So it's not quite overpopulated, but relative to the availability of apartments and homes, and perhaps it is a little bit overpopulated, more people than we can cater for. Countries like the Netherlands, that can often be described as somewhat overpopulated. Small country, huge, vast number of people living there, so somewhat overpopulated. Bleak. Something bleak is usually cold, dark and wet. The weather can be very bleak. You can wake up in the morning, the clouds are low, the wind is blowing, the rain is lashing against the window. That's a bleak day. Okay. So when something is bleak, then as a place to live, then it could be built of old, cold, grey slate, something that's not so warm when you look at it. It could be just bleak because of the weather conditions. So lots of places in the the middle of the UK or in some parts of some uh, older cities where they weren't so concerned about the architectural benefits of the properties, but they certainly built them just to accommodate people. These could largely be described as bleak. Oh, it's a bleak place to live, particularly in winter. 
the wind blowing, the rain coming down straight. Yeah, you want to be somewhere else. It's a bleak place to live. So cold, uninviting, not so attractive. Hectic. A hectic city or town is one that is full of hustle and bustle, people moving here and there and everywhere. So lots of uh, large cities in Africa, lots of large cities in, the, in Asia where there's street markets, people going here and there on bicycles and rickshaws and motorbikes and scooters and cars and uh, horses and carts, whatever it might be. These are hectic cities. You can hear the noise, beep, 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 the shouting, the screaming, just the daily activity of, of life in that particular city. So you could really describe it as hectic, okay? So a hectic place to live. Yeah, New York sometimes can be described as hectic because it's constantly on the go. As the song says, the city that never sleeps. So whenever you go to New York, you can get that sense of a hive of activity, the honking of the horns of the taxi drivers as they drive along Fifth Avenue or Times Square, just the hustle and bustle, the noise of the people, the flashing lights. It's a really hectic city to live in and to visit. Hectic. And then finally, scenic. Well, something can be scenic when you look down, something similar to awe-inspiring. So scenic, beautiful scenes of waterfalls. Niagara Falls comes to my mind. Lovely scenes of vast forests spreading over the, the mountains in every direction as far as the eye can see. Beautiful green trees. So they can be described as scenic. Or the snow-covered peaks of mountains, the green valleys below of a Swiss town or, or village. Again, very, very scenic. Something that it brings up images of beauty and some place relaxing and quiet and peaceful where you'd like to spend a few weeks or even a few months. Okay, so scenic. All right, so we've got 10 advanced adjectives describing different places. Let me give them to you one more time. Vast, huge, spreading for far and wide. Secluded, very quiet, peaceful, away from people's a view away from those paparazzi who might be trying to take photographs of well-known people. Awe-inspiring, something that's real beauty standing on top of the Grand Canyon and looking down. Sprawling, spread out, east, west, north, south, whichever direction you look, the city is sprawling. Apartments here, houses there. Ramshackle, broken down, in need of repair, broken windows, doors hanging off the hinges. Yeah, you can get the picture, a ramshackle of a building. Quaint, very pretty, very neat, very tidy, that typical little Cotswold cottage in the UK. Yeah, quaint. Overpopulated, big cities, lots of people, very hard to move around, traffic everywhere, blocked roads, buses getting stuck. That's an overpopulated city. Bleak, wet, grey, dull, miserable, windy, cold. I can go on and on, but that certainly describes a bleak place. Hectic, full of activity, but no coordination, or looks like there's no coordination, or it's not organised properly. So cars here, cars there, people running across the road, the honking of car horns, beeping, the engines moving and people really, really busy, but nobody quite sure what people are doing. Hectic. And then finally, scenic, peaceful, 
Ah, you can sit back and relax, breathe in the fresh air, no noise, maybe perhaps the noise of a bird singing in the background, scenic. Okay, so there are 10 advanced adjectives to describe places. Try to practice them, try to understand what they mean and what they refer to. Have a look at some books or some pictures and try to see, can you match those particular words and descriptions with the pictures that you look at. It's a good way to practice. It's a good way to, to try. If you have any questions, you need any more examples, you know where I am, you can contact me as always. Really appreciate it when you join us. Really appreciate you watching. Join me again soon.